This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you ready? I'm saying. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Hello Fox fans, how the devil are we? Uh, welcome along, it's Friday night and we've got a special on tonight. 
It is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us on YouTube, uh, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you are on YouTube, or if you're not on YouTube, get over to YouTube, please. <laughs> Give us some subs. We're getting really close to our first contact. Press me buttons. I like me buttons being pressed. You, if you know me by now, you'll know I'm anybody's for a quick button press. Um, on Twitter sphere, it's at Leicester TID. Facebook is Leicester Till I Die, the group. Um, special this evening, we're going to be talking about the new stadium and, uh, hopefully it won't be too quick because I've just paid out to have all the graphics done for my opening sequence. And that's going to be like out of date <laughs> in 12 months or two years time, whenever it happens. So, Hey, thanks Lester. But no, seriously, new stadium on the horizon. And also good news. Mark Albrighton is becoming the new Christian Fuchs. He's extended his uh, contract is staying with us a bit longer. We are still the Hotel California of the Premier League. People sign and they never get to leave. Talking of signings, don't forget this is still available on our YouTube channel. It was my exclusive chat with Fabrizio Romano, um, brought to you in conjunction with ME Sport Group. Uh, they do the sports in the community, the sports, the memorabilia, merchandise, and the education as well. Get over to their website or give them a ring for all your uh, needs on that. Talking all things transfers, Leicester City, we uh, we spoke about Quebec coming in, uh, Berardi, James, Piera. Maybe it's going to be one of those three. He did say one of them is more likely than the other two. Also, uh, Maitland-Niles. Do we need him? But, of course, there's also a few being rumoured to be going out. Pratt, uh, Tillemans, Ward, possibly. And, of course, yeah, we all know about uh, about Arsenal's chasing of the uh, James Madison. Yeah, we'll see Arsenal. You're not what you used to be. Bay hey, got a special guest this evening. Really, really pleased to have him on. We're trying to get him on for a while now. He's been able to come on. Um, he's looking very smart. He's putting me to shame. I tell you, he's got his he's got his best bib and tuck on. I want to say Ant from Ant's Leicester fan channel. Good evening, Ant. Evening, Chris. Cheers for having me on. As you say, we've been talking for a while and just never really been able to get on. Obviously, I've been in your chat quite a lot and talked on Twitter, but yes. it's good to finally actually get on your channel. It's nice. Like I say, you've, you've putting me to shame with your shirt on there. I mean, obviously nobody knows that you are naked from the waist down, but we don't, <laughs> we don't go into that. It's like working from home. You know, you still you, you keep your pyjama bottoms on all day. Um, we've got, you can see your Twitter there, and, at Ant underscore LCFC, but um, you've got your own YouTube channel and, and, and you, you help out with another one as well. So give those both a shout out before we start. Yeah, so the group channel that I'm part of is Beyond the 90, which is a lot of longer form content like podcasts with Neil, James Harlow. There's a really good group of lads over there, so definitely worth checking that out. And then my own channel, Ants Leicester Fan Channel, which is just bits and bobs around Leicester, really. There's there's not as much structure to it. I just sort of upload what I fancy when I fancy it. <laughs> it, hey, it's football. It's how it should be. It's how it should be. We just get on here, and like we said earlier, we could just natter away until sort of midnight if we uh, if we didn't stop ourselves. Um, my daughter says good good hello to you, and she also says because we've been doing a series of quizzes as well. We'll have to have you on doing the Leicester quiz, and see what your knowledge is like on Leicester. She keeps saying, "When am I going to get quizzed?" Heather, it is never happening. <laughs> That's the whole fun of being a quiz master. You never have to answer the questions. 
This is it. This is it. Although I don't know if you've seen any of the quizzes at all. There is sort of a lifeline, which is ask Chris. And I've always dread that it's going to be a Leicester question that they ask me on because one of the sections of it is about Leicester, and and I'm not going to know the answer. But to touch wood, so far I haven't I haven't done a Jeremy Clarkson. But uh, before we get onto the stadium, uh, I mentioned the, the Fabrizio Romano. Uh, interview and I say it is on Leicester Till I Die TV still uh, as one of the prime selection videos. One of the ones we did talk about was, was Mark Albrighton, and he's obviously been heavily linked with with Burnley, but committed for another uh, another three years. Yeah, he's one of those players, but I think if he had moved on, we probably wouldn't have got a huge amount for him. No. So the fact that he's signed down, I always call him like our James Milner, that ultimate professional that's going to put 110% in. You can play him right back, uh, right wing, left wing. I don't think he'll be a starter next year, but he's a brilliant player to have around the squad. He's a, so I always say, and I'm exa- I exactly agree with you 100%, I don't think he'll be a starter. But he's the sort of player that if, you know, 70 minutes, you need to get something from the game. You'll put him on, and you'll know he'll just put those balls in the box. And as long as we get somebody on the end of them, any, anything can happen. Um, I was a bit worried because I think, in from what we said there, and I was speaking to uh, Dana, the Burnley fan uh, from Turf Morehouse TV, and he would probably get more game time at Burnley. But I suppose now he's settled in Leicester. I mean, he's a, he's got to be the best free transfer we've ever we've ever had, isn't he? Yeah, you could argue Cambiasso as well, but I think the longevity of Albrighton yeah. is just... Yes. is one of those players that he's not going to get all the headlines and stuff, but having him around the club, he's invaluable with the experience or the way you can tell a lot of the players get on with him and he's got a good relationship with Brendan Rodgers. So. Yeah. But keeping those experienced players is key, particularly with Wes leaving, with uh, mm. Fuchs leaving. I think keeping all Brighton and that core of the older group that are still able to play was is important because yes, we've got a brilliant young squad, but it's about that balance and all Brighton really offers that. It does, and you're quite right there. Uh, you do need the balance, as you know. Um, what, what who is it called? Um, Hanson on BBC said you never win anything with uh, with youngsters. Well, you can. So Alex proved that, but you do need that that blend, and I think. You know, when I look at Ryan Bertrand that we bought, totally on Leicester light purchase at the moment, but really a great buy because we've got Luke Thomas, who I think is going to hold make that position his own in a year or so. But he probably can't do, you know, for for um, for trophies next year. So you've got that cover, and again, you've got the experience with Ryan. Yeah, and he's one of those as well. It's something I, I, I mentioned this on my own channel to death and people are going to get sick of hearing it. But <laughs> Brendan Rodgers talks about that winning mentality and players that have won trophies and building a, whip, a winning culture at Leicester. Bringing in players like Ryan Bertrand, who's won the Champions League and has had the experience of captaining Southampton for quite a few years. I know he wasn't their captain towards the end, no. but it's, it's all about these uh, building the ca- as Brendan Rodgers always says, building the character of the squad. Yes. So he's got the experience and he's a leader. So rotation, experience, leader for for a free signing, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you can't, no. And it is like you say, just getting that odd final brick in the wall sometimes. And I know I think we're talking next Tuesday or Wednesday. We're going to have like a a review of 
last season and a preview of, of next season. So we'll probably talk about more about the players then. But obviously, the news this week was um, the fact that we're going to go ahead with the new stadium. It's been talked about for years, and there's some pictures. I mean, I, I adapted one here for the thumbnail. I don't know whether it's going to be that or not, but you know. It's good. The commitment's there from the owners. We have talked about it for ages. We've, we've obviously bought the land uh, next to the next to the, next to the ground. Um, my big worry is, and I'll start with my worry, is that it's actually an increase of seven thousand seven hundred thirty-nine seats. And I'm just wondering, is that going to be enough? Because we've literally filled as near as damn it, apart from obviously the COVID uh, COVID years, we've filled that stadium week in, week out since we've been in the Premier League. Yeah, the thing is, it might, it's the way that we've brought the land around it, it's like, if it's not enough, there's enough room for further development. Mm. So, it, I think if we do expand again, it would be a gradual process. But as you say, I still think even as going up to 40,000, we'll expand, uh, we'll sell out week in, week out. Yes, yeah. And, I, 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 my worry is, I'm going to totally be honest with you, is the fact that, like I say, if we, I suppose it's, I suppose it's a double-edged sword because if we do it now with with just under eight thousand, then we do have to do it again and and mess it all around in a few years' time. But then, you know, I was I was actually watching um, a video. Some people call me sad, and I probably have to admit sometimes I am sad. But I was watching a, you know, when you're on YouTube when you press the click and you and you end up watching something completely different to what you started. And it ended up um, Darlington and the ground. I don't know if you know the story, but they built a whole new ground. Yeah. They had a very dodgy owner, and they were like in the in the fourth tier of British football with a twenty-five seater stadium. So you can go too big, too soon. And of course, we don't need reminding what happened just after we uh, we opened the King Power. Um, but we're going to have the you know it's going to be released next month. It's going to be public consultant sort of. Um, during the summer and autumn uh, this year, I can't see there being many objections because it's quite a, a big plan that they've got for the whole, the whole um, uh, proposal, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it looks quite good because they've got like a whole fan zone, haven't they? Planned and there's loads of different bits and bobs. But but like anything, there'll always be a few people who. Hello. Oh. Hello. Can you hear Hello. me, Chris? Yeah, I think I do apologise. What did I say before we came on? I was having trouble. <laughs> I think my my my, uh, my hardwire internet just went down then for a minute. Can you hear and I can see you and hear you. Can you hear and see me okay? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine now. So I, <laughs> you were saying about the stadium expansion and not seeing too many objections to it. And yeah. I completely agree with that. There'll, there'll always be those couple of people who find something to moan about about anything. Same with anything. There's always a few, but yeah. I think the majority are going to be very happy and very excited about it because it's really like trying to close that gap. To I hate the expression because I think it's a 
I think it's like a, a glass ceiling that the, the Football League are trying to put up, but it's really closing that gap to the big six in terms of, yeah. obviously, we've done it on the pitch, but it's about now trying to do it off the pitch. Oh, sorry. I, I, um, <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights tonight, isn't it, when I, uh, <laughs> I keep freezing. Uh, I do apologise about that. It's got a hotel that's going to be included in. Um, I mean, we've obviously, we've not seen the, 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 the full plans. We won't do until probably next month. But I'm just wondering whether the hotel, because they've already got the holiday in there, who the hotel is going to be um, aimed at. Yeah, it's... Unless the hotel that they're mentioning is the Holiday Inn, because I don't know, it just seems it just seems a bit of a strange one. I think that yeah. they're building a a hotel when there's already a hotel within about twenty meters of the ground. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, unless they're going to be sort of thinking about redoing the Holiday Inn, and then the Holiday Inn becomes you know part of the parking or whatever because i mean just looking at what they've got here they're going to have um the hotel like we said there's going to be retail space which will probably not fill um there's residential as well and there's even a multi-story car park which is that's going to be more than welcome isn't it there's car park yeah i, I hope it's i hope it's cheaper than where i have to park at the moment because at the moment i park at the tiger's ground which right just yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ideal, but it's like everything around there, you just like the parking around Kimpao is just absolute chaos. So, hopefully, well, I, I, I've help. stopped talking to my sister now because my sister used to just live around the corner, literally. And when I came, because I lived down in Paul Bournemouth area, so when mm. I used to travel up for uh, the season ticket, I used to be able to park on hers and then just walk around the corner to the ground. It was great. And I said to her, I said, if you ever move, that's it. I'm never coming to see you again. <laughs> and unfortunately, she did move. So, uh, yeah, I, I know the problem. I know the problem. Um, I mean, we, ha we, we haven't seen pictures. I mean, I'm, I think, like you say, looking at looking at the plan of the stadium as we've got there at the moment, I think you're going to be looking the east stand and the two, you know, the space that they bought next to that is where is the side that's going to be expanded. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I'm almost expecting it. I don't know if you know what the Amex is like, where it's just going to be a, a double tier is what I'm expecting mm. on the east side. But yeah, it's, it's so hard to say because we say, we say this and then they could end up doing something completely unexpected and, and completely yes, different yeah. from what we're expecting. I mean, the the... the the ground is is in fair, you know, it is the space is tight around the other sides of the ground, um, especially where the main entrance is. But again, I suppose if they take the uh, the stay the hotel down, and um, that would give them more space to do it on that side and move the car. We don't know, like you say, that's the excitement of it, isn't it? We just don't know what they're doing, and we haven't got. I mean, this is when you look at this now. I mean. You remember Filbert Street. I remember Filbert Street. It was it was a an old ground, but you know it, it felt like home. I loved this stadium when we moved in. Um, you know, it's hard to think. Two thousand and two, we moved in. Where does the time go? Yeah, you say I remember Filbert Street slightly before my time. But was it? oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm aging you. Sorry, I'm trying to make myself <laughs> feel better. <laughs> but no, I've seen you see the pictures, you see all the videos and all the models of it, and it did look incredible. But 
as much as I love the King Power, it I think it does feel very much that modern bowl. So with an extension yeah. and some, it could become slightly more unique. Yes. Well, I mean, we'll look at some pictures uh, in a second, but Craig, um, who, who's one of my, my regular co-hosts on here, he's just, he's, it's your wife's birthday, Craig. You should be going out and treat. She's not going to be very happy if she's checking in on you. Um, he actually says here, buy a Leverkusen, uh, have a hotel in, integrated into their ground, and it's quite an attraction with some of the rooms overlooking the pitch. I'm going to be honest with you, Bolton Wanderers have as well. They've got a... Um, a hotel in, in, incorporated into um, into their stadium, but I presume with King Power being King Power, that they they're going to be looking after the hotel and uh, and running it. Uh, maybe it's where the opposition will stay. We can over, we can overcharge them and keep them up all night before the games, you know. But uh, <laughs> two hundred twenty rooms, but we haven't seen the pictures yet, and I don't know. You probably again saw, and I apologise for for aging you with the um, <laughs> with the comments about the, uh, the 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 Filbert Street. I mean, you must have seen those pictures from before when it was sort of first first rumoured. I mean, I I I don't like that at all. I don't know your thoughts on that. It just looks a bit awkward, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like a foot spa. <laughs> yeah, now you've said that, I can actually see it, but it looks. Yeah. I don't know. I doubt it will look anything like that, but no. I mean, that's, I, like that's, that. I like that. That looks nice when you when you're inside the ground. Yes, it, it does, uh, and that's sort of the the stand. I think you know, like you say, with, with, with two tiers. I think whoever was coming up with these, I think, got a bit carried away with the entrance. I think it's got sort of a, a, a little bit of likeness to Wembley there. But um, I mean, no, I'm sorry, please. I mean, really. I mean, when when this when we first moved in here, they were going to call it the Walkers Bowl, weren't they? For a while, that was the name that was muted before they went for the Walkers Stadium. I mean, that does that <laughs> as silly as that name was. That that design's got to be silly, hasn't it? It's it's not even. I mean, my my son's an architect, and I, I won't tell you what he says about it. <laughs> no, it. It looks awkward, but at the same time, I think anything at the moment probably will look awkward because it's new. So uh, yes. Yes. So I think, but it wouldn't surprise me if it, as I keep mentioning, like very much how Brighton Stadium is in terms of that double tier and then just sort of the standard metal on the outside. I must, I mean, uh, did you go to the, um, when we won the Premier League, to the Kasabian concert? Uh, I didn't go to the concert, no. No. And I know when we went to the concert that you couldn't use the the upper tier all, all the way around because the foundations weren't um, solid enough to take the the jumping up and down. More they're obviously not used to it at Leicester, although we did have the mini earthquake, of course. But I mean, it's going to be a, it is whatever they do, it's going to be a huge job, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it's, that's not the first time I've heard about the foundations being an issue, though. But mm -hmm. Clearly, if they've got all these plans and stuff, they're going to have ways of getting around it and and yeah. ways ways of sort of building around it. But it's it obviously is an area of concern because it's something that's been mentioned quite a few times. Yeah, I mean Scott, there. Good evening, Scott. Um, my my, you know, echoing what I really said earlier, is forty thousand going to be enough? Um, I think he would have liked to have seen forty five. Um, I get what he says. Nip 
Nippon here says, I'd love to stay in a hotel built inside a football stadium. You're a Chelsea fan. Is that, a, weren't they talking about that? Or haven't you got that? I'm, I'm not sure. Haven't they got a hotel built on the end I of the Stamford Bridge? I thought they had. I, thought, I, was, I didn't like to say it just in case I'm sort of like, hmm, Nippon, nip I'm down really... to your local club and stay there. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they have. It's Norwich as well, haven't they? They've got one built right in the corner of their ground. They've got the <laughs> holiday inn right next to the, the away end. I suppose, I suppose it's a way of bringing the, the extra revenue in. Like you say, if they're going to, uh, uh, you know, if the retail space, because I mean, that's what they do, isn't it? King Power, you know, it's hotels, it's retail uh, space, and uh, 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 not just at airports. Um, so, yeah, I can see, you know, they've, they've got the expert uh, expertise to do that. Um, Justa says here, very doubt it'll look like that, is it'll make these stands at either side of it very hard to expand further. I mean, again, that's, that's, that, that's a good point. Um, I'm just, my other worry is as well, because we're going to lose seats, aren't we? So for, they're not going to be able to just to build it in the off season. Um mm -hmm. You're going to lose literally the whole of one side of the ground for quite a huge portion of one season. Potentially, unless they they do it as over the summer. But well, we saw how they did it at Anfield, though, where because it's they built above where they were on the side at Anfield, I believe their new main stand. So, and I don't believe they had to shut that. So, hopefully, we'll be able to keep it all open. But as you say, it's it's all just like how much. We like don't know huge amounts yet, and as time goes on, we'll learn more and more about it. Yeah, uh, Facebook user literally <laughs> when I mentioned that, I hadn't seen what you'd commented, but you said exactly the same as me. There, uh, will we play in a diff? I don't think we'll move grounds totally. Um, mm. we, we, leave, we leave that to Coventry, don't we? But <laughs> would we play at the Tigers' ground? I we never know. You know, they've they've played at ours, and it still hurts me the fact that our highest ever attendance. At the King Power was for a Tigers game, but uh, but we'll we'll, we'll forget that. How, <laughs> how much does Welford Road actually hold? Because that's that'd be quite a lot smaller, isn't it? I'm going to say uh, yeah. Let, well, let's have a look, shall we? Welford Road um, capacity. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, it, it's not because originally there, we, there was a twenty five eight four nine. So it's mm. not too bad, is it? No, I I guess if it's sort of when you take the fact that we're going to lose the whole of one side, so we're mm. going to be losing probably yeah, let's say eight thousand ish. It, it's probably slightly better, but are the facilities there for football with the, you know the integration? I suppose it's not as bad as it used to be, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be too sure about that. And the pitch wouldn't be a very yeah. You're not allowed yeah. to have standing terraces either in the Premier League, are you? Which is what one of the sides of the pitch. That's um, true. Yeah. The ground is yeah. a Welford Road. So. That's true. Um, I don't think that will happen anyway, Facebook user. But uh, Nippon says it's a separate building, not integrated into the stadium itself. Ah, now we know. Um, yeah, and Nippon, thanks for letting us know, but we kind of did have a guess that uh, it, we, we kind of knew that. <laughs> we kind of had an idea. that, And that won't be one of the quiz questions that we give to anybody about that. <laughs> Lee will welcome along. Yeah, he says around 26,000, uh, which, which we just said. But <clears throat> they've done it sensibly because 
you obviously when you when we got promoted, we came very very close to going down. Uh, mm. We obviously we didn't, and we know sort of what went on. But they, they kind of they've waited um, to make sure that we have sort of bedded in because the worst thing would to do would be to expand it and then like before get relegated as soon as we're ready to move back in. Yeah. You see certain clubs that move to stadiums too quickly. As you mentioned, there's the video on Darlington V. Mm. I think it was um, HITC where they go into like proper detail about that. It was. It was yeah. indeed, yeah. yeah. About how much it can actually cripple a club. Yeah. But, You've been awake late at night as well, have you? <laughs> when you? When you couldn't sleep and you're clicking oh, through YouTube. I just, I just watch the most random stuff on YouTube. Right? I think I was watching something yeah. about... Um, it was like the rise and fall of Bulgarian football on HITC as well. It's just like most random stuff. But yeah. anyway, back to the point about um, what was about moving into a stadium. You've seen it with like a few well a while back now when Man City moved into what was the Commonwealth Stadium. Now the Etihad, but at the time when they moved in, that it was too big for what their fan base was, and right. yeah. I think that's probably why we're going up slowly and instead of taking these big jumps because we won't want to have empty seats. It is, and and because everybody said, I, mean, I do a lot of other channels as well, Nip and they, if they were the Chelsea fan, as just an example. But it says, like, people saying, like, well, you know, shouldn't Leicester be sort of, you know, first, second, third now? They've moved on, but it's, it's, it's a case of not rushing, isn't it? We've seen that happen with clubs. With you know, Leeds is the prime example. You know where you know you run way, way too soon, and you end up coming off the road. And well, you know, look what happened to Leeds and how long it took to them to get back. So, I'd sooner do things slowly and surely, and and get it right, and making sure the time's right for us. Yeah, and it's about building, as you say, taking our time. But we're also building the infrastructure around the club to make sure it can support all of the investment yeah. that's going in. It's like you look at the training ground, you look oh. at sort of the work that's being put in, the youth setup and all of that. It's not a short-term project. It's going to take it's going to take time to get to where the owners want to take us. So, like, yes, it would be brilliant if you just, like, we splashed all this money here, there and everywhere, but that's yeah. not sustainable. Like, it's about making what we're doing sustainable. It is, and... You know, even to the point of the where you know where we've got, um, you know, with the, when, in our transfer policies, you know, we're buying these players at 20, 30 million, but the big clubs don't want to take a risk on, and mm. then we get made an, 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 an offer we can't refuse. Somebody actually accused me that they said, Oh, Leicester's still a selling club, and I went, That how, how do you work that out? You know, and they say, Well. At least you know once a, you know every season you'll sell at least one of your big names, and I went well, only on our terms. Mares mm. went when we were ready. Maguire only went because we got a stupid offer, as we did indeed for for, for Chilwell. It's just it's a great time to be a. I mean, you are younger than obviously I gave you credit for, and again, <laughs> apologies for that. But you know, my age, you know, I, I we remember the bad times and. It's just a great time to be a Leicester fan, and this new stadium with the training ground, I just, I just hope I'm alive long enough to see the success that hopefully is going to come. Yeah, and I'm going to get back to a point you said there about we sell on our terms, and it's I'm going to do a, a little plug now, but 
did an interview on Beyond the 90 with Rob Tanner. Oh, and, right, yeah. And he was saying very much that when Leicester sell, it's on their terms, no matter who it is, they won't be bullied in the transfer market. Yeah. And that, that's like, yes, you can label us as a selling club. It's a bit of a like lazy analogy because if you're going to come in offering stupid money for players when then you can reinvest that money with what we've got in terms of the best recruitment team in, in I'd argue, in Europe, but at least yeah. in the Premier League, then yeah. you'd be very naive and stupid not to because as well as we're doing, we don't bring in the money like commercially like the other clubs. So we've, no. got, to, we've got to try and compete in the ways that we can. We do at one one hundred percent, and you know it. I say it makes me laugh. I mean, you know, you look at. A, I think a lot of the sensible fans would turn around and say, "Yeah, Leicester are doing it right. They're, they're very jealous of what we've got, and also, you know, they want their clubs to be run the same as ours." But then you, know, you get like not all the Arsenal fans, but the, you know, every Arsenal fan. Well, not every. That's being unfair. Like I say, most Arsenal fans that seem to be online with the James Madison thing, for example. Well, of course he's going to come to us, and I'm like, why? So, well, we're Arsenal, right? Well, exactly. You know what? <laughs> where are you? You can't live on past glories. And they seem to think that because we're, a, you know, he's a Leicester player, he's going to walk barefoot on broken glass down to the Emirates to sign for them. And yeah, the thing with Madison is, I don't, I don't think that he will go to Arsenal. But at the same time, I don't think he's against the idea of it. But mm. the, the way that you see the Arsenal fans portraying it is in that he can't wait to leave. He's got a bad relationship with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. I think he'll be happy enough to stay at Leicester, but at the same time, he would he would also be happy enough to join Arsenal. And it's like but the way that the Arsenal fans and the media try and portray it is the fact that he can't wait to get out the door at Leicester, yes. which is yeah. the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. And I guess it's... I mean, wages... They can offer maybe more, but we're not exactly, you know, we, we're a poor club anymore. You know, we're not having to sell to survive. Um, but I guess sort of with, with the likes of Madison, it's what what he can achieve, you know. And, and I think you've also got to think you've got agents in the background as well. And I know he's only just signed an, 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 a new contract, but contracts sort of aren't worth the paper they're written on these days and you know if if he can get an, another pay rise for his for his client you know <laughs> in, to get him to stay at Leicester and he'll get a percentage of it he's going to do it yeah and as you say contracts these days they're not about keeping a player at the club long term it's about protecting the value of the player yeah and the thing is with Madison I think he's an absolutely brilliant player and I really hope we do keep him next year yeah but for him like he will see Arsenal as this big global fan base and like obviously brand's very important to him. You can see that with obviously the Boohoo Man stuff that he does, his social media. Yeah. And I do I do worry that the global fan base will be a huge attraction to him. But at the same time, like he can agree what he wants with Arsenal until a suitable offer comes in. He won't be going anywhere. No, no. And you know, it's whether again, it's whether He's not stupid and, you know, he look, possibly looks, like you say, and says, well, yeah, Arsenal can offer me this now. But if I hang on a bit and maybe stay with Leicester another couple of years, maybe win the Europa League, maybe get into the Champions League, who knows, his worth and his value and possibly his attraction to a bigger club than Arsenal would only be enhanced. Yeah, and for sure, Arsenal... 
Arsenal are a like a huge club. Like let's let's not beat around the bush with that. Like they're yeah. probably the third biggest club in England, but they're not acting like the third biggest club in no. England. That's I think they're going to try and instead of like build their way out of trouble, they're going to try and spend their way out of trouble. So mm-hmm. I think that either goes one of two ways, but they're going to push up the table again this year, or it's going to get a whole lot uglier. Which that's what I'm hoping it happening happens. Obviously, they've got the Amazon documentary, which I'm hoping is going to be a comedy next year, but yeah, I can tell. I wonder if we'll ever get one of those. <laughs> I hope not because I you can guarantee you that we'll have it and it'll be like one season that we do absolutely horrendously, yes, yeah. And it follows to, to, you know, to a training camp abroad, and we all know, all know where that uh, that leads us, but look, like I can say. It's just a great time, you know, with the with the squad we're getting, with the players we're buying, and we still, you know, we're getting, you know, two two of the three signings we've made this uh, this uh, transfer window have come from clubs that are potentially in the Champions League next season, and they've come to us uh, for the, you know, and we're only in the Europa League, so it's it, it's just great. The future's bright, the future's blue. To misquote a mobile phone advert from a few years ago, but it's great. The new stadium, I mean. Yes, I, I can't. I might be able to get my season ticket back if they, uh, <laughs> they when they extend it. But yeah. um, it's, I think we're one signing away on the right wing from having what I'd say a ten out of ten window, and yes. keeping Telemans. Keeping Telemans is huge as well. But I think the right winger is going to be what really elevates us up. And I think if we it, get the right player in, we'll get top four. It's the one position. I think that that we are vulnerable on, but I think at the moment the one thing that would make me possibly say he won't, you know, if, if we can't get anybody, then I'm, you know, I don't think he's going to spend for the sake of spending it. Is the fact that he seems to, and it's worked quite well, that you got Castagna fitting into that right back slot with mm-hmm. Ricardo playing on the right wing. It's not ideal though, is it? It's no. like round pegs, square holes. Is that the expression? Indeed, yep, indeed. But it's kind of a smooth cornered square peg, if you like. It it's kind of kind of worked. But of course, you know, we we we've we've got I think Berardi, and again, I don't know, I'll plug it again. I've I've done it once, the uh the Vizio Romano video, and I, I asked him about Berardi, uh James, Piera. Piera's the one I really fancy. I've got to be honest with you, I think if we get him. I think that would be a, a really good signing. Yeah, obviously he had a good season last year with West Brom. I know a lot of people are turning their nose up at him because he got relegated. But at the same time, look at some of the players that have got relegated and what yeah. they've gone on to do. Obviously, Johnny Evans, I'd argue, our best centre-back relegated with West Brom. Harry yeah. Maguire relegated with Hull, yeah. the most expensive defender in the world somehow yes. um <laughs> thank you man united <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at even at liverpool with Naldum, andy robertson the list yeah. goes on and on but yeah so I, I think the fact he got relegated shouldn't be a reason to like push him aside but like when you look at like when you look at sort of the numbers he was doing i don't like to just base a player on numbers but you look at the performance no. he's always pulling in in a big Sam team, you've got to feel that if he's in a, an attacking Leicester team with quality around him, uh, that he's got he's surely got to kick on and improve. So for me, he I'd lo- he would be one I'd like out of those. I've also seen Leon Bailey linked again today, but I feel like that's just a bit of a tease to get me excited and then put me straight <laughs> back down in my place. 
I know we've I know we've always sat here, haven't we? We've always said, like, you know, if you believe everything in the papers, we, we're going to end up with a five-a-side squad next year for about three weeks, and then we're going to buy every single available player in Europe. Yeah. As I was talking to a Man United fan, and he said exactly the same happens with Man United. All their players are being linked away, and we just don't see it. Um, but, yes, I don't know. It, it's... I mean, it's agents again, isn't it? They'll they'll link. They'll know that Leicester are looking out for these people, and it were a Premier club. We're in the Europa League. Stick Leicester as one of the clubs that's looking at him, and it ups his price a little bit, you know. So we'll see. I mean, okay, we're going to say we are going to talk next week about next season. But if you had to pick one, whatever the cost or whatever it is on that right wing, I mean, I've said I'd like Piera. Uh, there, who who would who would you be your you know if you could go out now with a blank check, who would you go and with get? a blank check? Well, yeah. with a blank check, I'd go in and get Messi, but I'm going to try and oh, keep. Right. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> I worded that wrong then. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's probably I'd say it's right at the edge of what we could afford, and we'll probably have to move a, play, a couple of players on. Mm. But I'll say Leon Bailey. I think he's absolutely brilliant and. I know some players take us a year or so to transition from a Bundesliga, mm. but I do think he's that player that could really, really elevate us on that right-hand side because I think we've got players at the moment, as you mentioned earlier, that can do a job there. But if we want to get in that top four, it's about having a player on that side oh. that can elevate us. Def- definitely 100%, I agree. I was just thinking that, you know, he, <coughs> he won't go out and overspend just... For, I mean, we look, look at under... I thought that was a done deal when he came in on loan. I thought we'd have him for a season on loan and buy him. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked him at the start. If you've seen any of the videos going back to last season that I did, I was one of his biggest fans. But, yeah, it kind of just didn't work out, did it? It went down. And I, don't York- think, I don't think he suited a Brendan Rodgers team with the work no. off the ball. I think on the ball he was brilliant in terms yes. of, like, very technically good. But he just didn't have that work rate you need to be in a Brendan Rodgers side. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, you can see that from you know, he, he was kind of well. He, uh, we, we know how, how often he played. Doug, you know, is saying a Liverpool fan that Tillemans will not be going to Liverpool. Um, pretty much what I what I heard as well the other day that can you know talks haven't even sort of got off the ground. But don't try and be nice to us now, Doug. Now you've taken off the leaderboard in the quiz uh, in the quiz league. Okay. <laughs> We were we were kind to you, and we shouldn't have let you have that other go at that question. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been top. So, the uh, <coughs> Liverpool. It, it took them thirty years to win the Premier League. It took them three weeks to get to the top of the uh, the Quiz League. So uh, maybe they should stick at quizzing, eh, Doug? <laughs> and it's been great having you on. We say we've got you next week when we'll be looking back at last season and next season. And it, it, it's just great to have these conversations and not think, you know, we're going to have a relegation battle or, you know, <laughs> are we going to go bust again? But No, it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And as you say, it's so much easier to talk about Leicester when it's talking about, like, <laughs> the future being excited and stuff and are we going to get relegated? So, yeah. Like, we, we know we're not, and I always say, I know we're not one of the big six, and I don't think we will be, ever. And, and I think that's very much a Sky thing because of the, the, the audiences they can get for the shows, you know, when they sell them abroad. But, you know, I think we can make it a big seven. And it's nice when, you know, I go on shows as a Leicester fan and I see Arsenal and Spurs, and the main arguments they're having is who's had the worst season. 
I'm just, uh, you know, I just sit there as a Leicester fan, and it's like, yeah, this is great, you know. It's, but we've waited a long time for it, haven't we? Yeah, as you say, with with the big six, I, if I'm honest, I don't ever want to become a part of it. I like being what we are at the moment, sort of the smaller underdogs. And yes. you see you see the fan base. I know they're hugely different, like the online fan bases and the fan bases that actually go to the ground for the big six. But you see the online fan bases of some of these clubs and I'm like, yeah, I'm very happy with the way that we are. Yes, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I always like being the underdog. It's uh, it's like it's like a get out clause. And we will see you next week. Thanks for coming on. Your Twitter's there in your name and at ant underscore lcfc. Just again, your your link to your own website is in the description on on YouTube. But just give a shout out to your channels again. So obviously, beyond the nineties, the main one that I'm trying to push at the moment uh, with Neil James. I th- we get dug on quite a lot, so yeah. just a lot of longer form. We'll hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we did get him on talking more about Celtic than Liverpool. So, <laughs> oh, poor, poor Celtic, eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doug's a good lad, but no. Uh, so that's really what I'm trying to push at the moment. But and then my own channel, as you say, links are in the description below, which is just bits and bobs of whatever I fancy at the time. Why not? Why not indeed? Well, like I said, I'm not literally I'm not sure whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday next week when we're doing it. I think it's Tuesday. It is because Wednesday, of course, it's Villarreal. How could I forget? Yeah, got got the Europa League winners coming to the to the King Power to play the next season's Europa League winners. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and I've and I've had a word with um I had a word with Man United fans just to see if they can lend us the Gaia for the night, just in case it goes to penalties, <laughs> or, or not, as the case may be. <laughs> and I didn't realise Doug was a, 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 a Celtic fan, so I'll just I'll just put this up for Doug, just so he can, know. Uh, we can enjoy the moment. <laughs> Doug's not a Celtic fan. He's um he's a Liverpool fan. Is I know I'd. I forget, but he's a Livingston fan. He's a Livingston season ticket holder, but his knowledge on Scottish football is absolutely incredible. You don't have to know too much about Scotland, let's be honest with you. But hey, but no, just because I enjoy taking the piss out of Chris Sutton whenever whenever <laughs> the chance uh, arises, and we all know Chris, you were talking bollocks then, and it's still bollocks now, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks. Uh, like I say, so much for coming on, mate, and. Uh, I'll uh, send you the link and I will see you, uh, get rid of that. I'll see you next Tuesday. Look forward to it. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, mate. Stay safe. Have a good weekend. So thanks very much there to to, to Ant for coming on. Uh, Last comment here, our last couple of comments here. Oh, I should have said to Ant, good luck with the job interview, by the way, mate. I know you've had a job interview today, so I hope you get it. I hope it goes well for you. Uh, let us know how it goes. Um, so um, DJ Nick says, agree entirely. The framework of Leicester is not the same as a big six and certainly won't wouldn't change it just to fall into that bracket and start attracting the kind of owners in those establishments. And to be honest with you, no, we don't. We're not. We don't want those owners, of course. But we don't want those players because I think you know, if you do fall into the big six and we get into their sort of mentality of of buying players at a hundred odd million that you know are useless, 
Paul Pogba, then you know, <laughs> we do, hey, we've done that with 13 million pound players, Islam Salami. So we don't want to do it anymore. Don't forget, guys, thanks for watching. <coughs> this is still on the YouTube channel. Uh, the interview with Fabrizio and Romero talking all the transfers to do with Leicester City. This is going to be up on YouTube straight away. Obviously, give us 10 15 minutes. And if you prefer to listen to me rather than watch me, because uh, I always say I never blame you. Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google, Podcast Addit and Anchor, just to name a few. That is where you will find the podcast. We will be back Monday night with um, two shows. It's the um, quiz night. We've got Monday at 7 o'clock. It's Chelsea and Ankit. And if you're watching Ankit, yeah, make sure you've got the change of underwear because you're getting worried, aren't you? I know you are. And then on the 2nd of August at 8.30, it's and I apologize. I made I got his age wrong as well, and just shows I'm absolutely no good with ages at all. 14 year old doing the quiz, and if he goes to the top, we can all hang our heads in shame. <laughs> and then Tuesday, seven o'clock, we'll have Ant back on. We'll be looking back at what Leicester did last season and looking forward to hopefully a really impressive season next season. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit that uh, subscribe and likes button on YouTube. Take care. I'll see you Monday. Good night. Now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans